0: Now, Singapore Today with Lance Alexander and Daniel Martin.
1: Well, since attaining independence in 1965, Singapore has invested a great deal in establishing a social compact that has enabled us to enjoy political stability, rising living standards, a social safety net, and to see us through retirement in relative comfort. But over the last decade, uh, especially in the last five years, Singapore is navigating through a radically different world. Singaporeans are living longer amid declining birth rates. COVID-19 hit us. The cost of living has also gone up. We are dealing with climate change, uh, more geopolitical tensions, supply chain disruptions, AI, job security, as well as the challenges of social mobility.
2: Why are we talking about all of this? Because that has direct impact in terms of what's going to happen and what we can possibly see unfold in Budget 2024. It's a new landscape, it's a new world, it's a new norm, and maybe a new social compact is required. Professor Eugene Tan, Associate Professor of Law at the SMU and former NMP, wrote a Today Online commentary titled Budget 2024, set to show the way ahead as uh, Singapore reshapes its social... Compact. Professor Tan, good to talk to you again. Welcome back to Singapore Today. Hello. Thank you for having me, uh, Daniel, Lance. Let's talk a little bit about one of the things that Lance mentioned, and that's how Singaporeans are worried about their jobs. We know that a recent survey found that almost 40% of Singaporean workers are worried they'd lose their jobs in the next three months. Some want to reskill, but they also need to put food on the table, which makes it harder for them to retrain and upskill. Bread and butter issues will win out after all. So what do you think? Can we expect Budget 2024 to really be focused on helping the average worker.
0: Um Daniel, I think that has to be the key imperative in budget 2024. I think you rightly pointed out, you know, the dilemma that many workers face, right? They want to reskill, but they also have to put foot on the table so they cannot lose, they cannot sort of step aside go for retraining, uh you know, without income coming in. So I think we can expect, you know, uh, this this year's budget, you know, to to focus a lot on on workers, but in particular, trying to infuse uh employ employment uh, resilience. So I think here you know we are looking at you know the possibility of funding uh, as well as policy announcements that would help to strengthen um, the skill and training ecosystem in Singapore. Um, and I think we could perhaps um, you know it's been it's been said before um, you know, but it could be int- there could be the introduction of uh, re-employment um, support uh, and, and by that you know this means that when someone is out of a job to undergo retraining um, you know there will be some um, employment support re-employment support to enable um, you know the worker to be able to just focus uh, on on training and so I think you know this is something which um which I think it's important um, because the the, the the world of work, is changing so rapidly, um, and and I think you know we, we need to relook uh, how we look at uh, worker retraining. You know, it's not something that is now done after hours, but you know it may have to be done you know during work hours as well.
1: You know, Prof, we want to also see greater parity too when it comes to pay, especially when you make that comparison with our union poly students and our ITE students. So what can we expect in terms of strengthening that social mobility so that everyone has a chance of moving up?
0: Well, social mobility has been a a, a very key part of our society. It is what helps to build trust and confidence, you know, that anyone who works hard, uh, you know, will be able to make something out of their lives in Singapore. right? And it also speaks about opportunities, uh, you know, in this country. Um, So I think it is crucial that, you know, as we have Singaporeans you know moving into different types of uh, vocations uh, and, and and qualifications um, that it is important that there there will be these opportunities to progress over the course of the career uh, and and this is regardless of their starting points right so whether you are a university graduate or a or an ITE or polytechnic graduate uh, it doesn't matter right I, I think we need to have that shift, you know, by which society values skills, lifelong learning, you know, rather than just you know, plain academic credentials. Now, this is not to say that uh, academic credentials are not important, but I think it is important to recognise that uh, not all of us might find university education to be w- what we want to do. And so, when you look at the the policy shift in in forward SG, you know, about respecting and rewarding every job. Uh, then I would say that you know it, it becomes important to be able to close that that wage gap. Um, we can the gap will be there, but I think it is important that uh, you know the gap doesn't grow too 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 large, uh, because that will impact upon uh, you know social mobility. And in many ways, right, it also means that we have a we we will then we have a very narrow concept of merit. Um, you know, life doesn't go to the smartest person. It is very much about what he or she does with with uh, the skills, the qualifications, you know, the the passion that he or she has.
2: Professor Tan, what are your thoughts on the title of this year's budget? It's called Building Our Shared Future Together. Could this be indicative of the direction we're seeing?
0: Well, the title of, uh, you know, this year's budget, as uh, Finance Minister and Deputy Prime Minister Lawrence Wong announced today, is the same title as the Forward Singapore Report. Uh, that was uh, unveiled uh, last October uh, I think it really puts into focus you know that that this year's budget is very much about remaking you know Singapore social compact it is not broken uh, to be clear but I think it is important um, you know that we take preemptive steps you know to ensure that uh, the social compact you know remains uh, fit for purpose um so I I think it, it does signal that you know tomorrow's budget, it's about flexing the the fiscal muscle, uh, as well as to embark on 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 significant policy changes to fundamentally remake Singapore's social compact. Uh, and I think it's something that we have to, you know, as uh, given that society is undergoing, you know, a variety of stresses, and, and the geopolitics means that um, the geopolitical environment has become a lot more uncertain for Singapore.
1: In his Facebook post today, DPM and Finance Minister Lawrence Wong says this budget is the first installment of the plan set out in the Forward SG roadmap. It is a budget to keep Singapore moving forward, equip our citizens to realize their fullest potential, and give more assurance to our families and seniors amid a more troubled world. What do you make of DPM Wong saying this budget is the first installment of the plan set out in the Forward SG roadmap?
0: Yeah, that's a very interesting uh, 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 curtain raiser that, that, that he has put forth. You know? So it, it would appear that uh, the government will take a, uh, a phased approach uh, in implementation of uh, you know, the Forward Singapore uh, seven uh, major policy shifts. I think it does suggest that, um, you know, as we could tell from the Forward Singapore report, fairly significant changes are in store. And I think the government recognizes that probably it would be better to adopt, um, you know, an incremental approach. Um, But I think what all this underlines, you know, really is that we're looking at not just this year's budget uh, alone to implement Forward Singapore, um, but that certainly we can look at this year's budget and the subsequent budgets to, to, to then completely implement the Forward Singapore report. That these budgets will be consequential. And you know, and by that, you know, I mean that they could they will fundamentally remake Singapore. Um, and I think we shouldn't be surprised if if the issues that could be raised about the direction of where Singapore is headed, you know, that these issues, uh, you know, some of which have been fleshed out in this Forward Singapore report and which we'll see in the budget again, you know, that they could be brought to voters. Uh, you know, in, in the next general election which must be held by November 2025.
2: Speaking of fundamentally remaking Singapore, let's talk about another big group of our listeners and that's our young PMEBs entering the labour market. They're grappling with so much uncertainty, right? We've talked about employment issues and fears, AI changing the entire landscape of the workplace, rising cost of living, the sandwich aspects, the ageing parents and the temptation of course to even go overseas to live and work. What can we expect, you think, for our youth? I I think there will
0: be the imperative, you know, to continue to be able to demonstrate, um, you know, our leaders to demonstrate to Singaporeans that Singapore continues to be a place uh, of opportunity. So I think besides, you know, the the significant changes that we can expect, you know, to the social compact, I think we can expect in, in the budget, you know, for there to be significant measures to ensure that, Singapore's economy uh, remains thriving, um, and in in many respects, the two are really the same two sides of the same coin. The economy, you know, and a robust uh, social compact, you know, th- both enable each other, uh, you know, to be able to function even better. And 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 the ultimate uh, objective is is really you know that Singapore continues to be a place you know where people can plan their futures, that their that there will be ample opportunities for people who who are willing to, to to take advantage of the opportunities, but I think it will also mean that before we get there, you know, there will be measures that that have to be put, put in place, um, you know, to help workers, you know, whether young or old, you know, to ad- adapt to the changing workplace. Uh, and in particular, you know, I think we can expect uh, measures to be put in place, you know, to enable Singaporeans, you know, to better. Uh, utilize uh, artificial intelligence, uh, because I think that's something that will uh, remake the workplace if it already isn't doing that. Mm. Yeah, as
1: people talk about AI, we know some jobs are going to be lost and lost forever. New ones will be created. So, Prof Tan, maybe you can tell us what do you see happening to Skills Future, that program? Do you reckon it will be getting a bit of a revamp?
0: Well, you know, when we talk about skills future, it is really about the whole national endeavor, uh, you know, to make lifelong learning uh, part and parcel of uh, every Singaporean's life. So I think, you know, we we can expect skills future program to be significantly revamped as well, uh, given that now, you know, lifelong learning must become uh, a habit, right? So it's not just a nice to have, but it's something that Singaporeans must Bec- it must become, you know, a, a habit for Singaporeans. It, it becomes a norm, uh, and I think you know this is where because jobs will come and go, um, you know, and so if we want to talk about employment resilience, uh, then that means you know the ability to learn, to reskill, you know, to 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 to, ad- to adopt new new, to learn new knowledge, you know, to put in place new practices, um, so that that will enable Singapore's economy, you know, to be always one step ahead of. Of uh, other countries. It will also then mean that good jobs will come our way. Um, So I think when we talk about the revamp of the skills future it's not just about you know giving Singaporeans money to go for for upgrading but I think it is perhaps also looking at perhaps you know a national effort you know to encourage Singaporeans you know to take uh, you know various upgrading courses you know uh, and and these could be modules and if and, and if one has in a way, accumulated, you know, enough of these modules, uh, one could get a certification, right? So it it could be a certificate, it could be a diploma, uh, it could stack all the way up to become, you know, a degree as well. You know, so I I think that's something that will engage Singaporeans. You know, this whole idea that you know lifelong learning, um, you know, must become part and parcel of how we go about our daily lives.
2: Professor Tan, what's top of mind for a lot of people is also that we could be looking at a general election in the next 12 months under new leadership. So what are your thoughts on this? Do you think we could expect Budget 2024 to also tie into that, to demonstrate an urgency to tackle cost of living concerns, to ensure that we remain economically relevant in the medium to long term?
0: Well, certainly there are these top of the mind uh, concerns or bread and butter issues. You know, so so you mentioned about cost of living. Um, you know that there will there is inflation, job security, uh, the question of whether uh, you know housing would be affordable and accessible. Um, so I, I think you know Budget Twenty Twenty Four will have to assure Singaporeans that these issues are being dealt with. Um, you know by the. Uh, by the government, right, and, and dealt with in a way that will enable us, um, you know, to to be more confident, uh, you know, of the future. Um, so I I would say that you know we can expect you know the budget to have something for everyone, you know, whether it's individuals, fat, young families, businesses, um, you know, as well as seniors, and of course you know there is also the modular package, you know, for those born uh, before 1973 and earlier. Um, so I I would say that you know this could be an uh, a possibility of, of an election budget you know although i doubt that this this will be the last budget but in any case you know it is important you know for the government to show that the progress um has been made uh, and that you know we have every reason to be optimistic uh, and, and i think that's something which uh, you know singaporeans will want to hear uh, and for them you know to work towards you know that brighter future
2: we won't have long to wait for that because you can tune in tomorrow live during Life in Style and Singapore Today to hear Singapore Budget 2024. And of course, we'll have our interviews and assessment on the key announcements after that live on air. Many thanks to Professor Eugene Tan for priming us for that uh, Budget 2024 event tomorrow. He's Associate Professor of Law at the Singapore Management University and a former nominated Member of Parliament. You can check out the commentary that he has written on today on. It's titled Budget 2024 set to show the way ahead as Singapore reshapes its social compact.